Hello everybody and welcome to This Game Where with me, Ashley. And me, Chris. Hello everyone. Me, Chris. That's the one. How are you, Ashley? I'm okay. How are you, listeners? Yes, well, Dernie's on it. Listen you to, to it. this man. They don't, they don't, they never respond. No, but I think it's nice. I like it when I listen to podcasts and they, they you know, give you a shout out. It's, it's Pretend nice. that you're involved. Uh, probably as that is part of it, yeah. I feel like I'm part of a club. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you yeah, thought that would be it. Yeah. It's been Easter cool. since our last episode. How was how was your Easter? Was it chocolatey? Uh fine. No. No. No, but it was nice. We went to some families and helped them construct a thing. Oh, a cross. Yeah, crucifix. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I ate a lot of food and I was wearing a shirt and it was really tight by the end of the day. I felt a bit self conscious. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> oh, well, it's what Jesus would have wanted, probably. Yeah, that's probably what he was getting at, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Cool, right, that's Easter chat over, over and done with. What's the game today? Nothing to do with Easter. Oh, okay, well, that's probably good. Twist. Yeah, twist. <laughs> um, This week, it is this game where you interfere in other people's lives, forcing them to take jobs they don't necessarily want or suit, and to act upon your every whim, all the while attempting to exchange money for happiness through the purchases of ever more expensive objects. Life the game. It is basically life the game. Doing something you don't want to do. Exchange for money to buy things you don't want. To try and make you happy and failing. Well, now I'm miserable. Good. I'm guessing it's The Sims. The game's not miserable. It's The Sims. Yeah. Yes, it is The Sims. And it's your fault we're doing it. Why? Oh, because you planted the... a little seed with Rosebud. <laughs> you planted a little seed. Nice. Nice callback to last week's episode. And uh, it's stuck in my brain. So now we're doing The Sims, so well done. Great. No, that's good. Love The Sims. Love it. Mm. Good. How much do you love it? Well, this is a game that was on my list as well, so I'm quite glad we're doing this as well uh, for that reason. I played this around a friend's house when I was probably about 14 or so and absolutely fell in love with it, so much so that I insisted on getting it for my PC for me and my brother to play. I can't remember if it was something I got for my birthday or my brother got for his birthday or the Santa left for us in some capacity, but we, we got our hands on it. And my brother and I played it a lot. And it was one of the few games that my brother genuinely enjoyed playing because he's he's not really mm. into games at all, still isn't into games at all. And we liked it so much that we got a number of the add-on packs for them. Do you remember them? Seven. Yeah. Add-on packs, seven expansions in that old expansion. parts. expansion, I can't remember what they were called. Yeah, I think, Do you remember think, which ones you had? I think we got four of them, and by the time the fifth one came wow. out, I'd kind of realised, actually, they're not giving a great deal extra content, because they pretty... They were... Some of them gave ex, just extra content, some of them added on new areas. Uh, let me see if I can remember. So there was one that was added on a shopping area... Or restaurants. Yep. There was one. Mm. Called, there was one called Hot Date. I remember that because I thought the name was quite good. I always liked. I always liked the the artwork because the Sims artwork was around with the Brady Bunch, all the little boxes with little people in. It's or, like or a wholesome Sims. GTA. Yeah, like a wholesome GTA exactly. And then what the expansion packs did was they took that same theme, having little panels with characters in, and put a bit bit of a spin on it. So the Hot Date one I remember was was like red satin, like inside of a chocolate box. I always thought it looked really nice. Sort of is, yeah. It's I, I always thought of it more like hotel windows with people doing lewd things behind them. Oh. Because they've got shadows of oh. of people doing various different things. And I'm sure one of them is in flagrante. 
Oh, what genuinely? Delicto. I th- uh, possibly, yeah. They they did do sexy times in The Sims. You just usually had it pixelated, although we'll come back to that. Did they do sexy times in the nineties? In the nineties, yeah. They were they had them. They, they, they had them. Yeah. They didn't just skip it. I remember a um, a documentary about Family Guy I watched once, and there was a a thing where it was an advert, and it had uh, a man giving a woman a diamond ring, and then it was that her head kind of went down bit bit by bit. And then, and then it came up saying diamonds. She'll pretty much have to. And the people making it, the Family Guy creators said that they had to like, literally. It was like, what was the frame at which we can stop this joke in order to get it past the censors? Really, yeah. that's pretty interesting. There you I go. Uh, there was was the Sims about just lay pets. Go on. Was it about pets? Yep, there was a pets one. Yes, I. Can't. I don't know which one it was though, because it's not called pets. No. Oh no, it'll be unleashed. It'll be unleashed. Okay, that makes sense. I, Whereas I, I think in I Sims 2, it was just like cats and dogs or pets or something like that. Put me on mystery. What are the others? Oh, I was going to save this list till later. So uh, Living Large, that was the first one. It had genies and shit. <laughs> Sorry, it's on the back of the box. Got genies and shit. Yeah, I think everybody had Living Large. I certainly had Living Large. Was that the one? You, you had the Grim Reaper. and Was that the one that was just extra stuff for the house? Uh, probably, yes. I don't remember them as well as that, unfortunately. I, I, th- I can only apologise. I think now you've said that, when we did get our grubby hands in it, I think it was in a dual pack. It was the Sims and the Living Large Expansion pack in one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, carry on. House Party. Yes, that sounds familiar. Yeah, Hot Date, which you've already mentioned. Vacation. Mm, yeah, that sounds... Possibly. But again, there's there's a bit of blurring here because it might just be that I was aware of these coming out and, and looked at them in shops rather than actually maybe. having them. Unleashed and Superstar. Oh, and Making Magic, which is one that people like. That gave you a whole new area that you could drop down a hole and pop up out of a different hole and you'd be in this area that had lots of different nice things for you to peruse. Making Magic. Making magic had magic items, and you could I think you could make potions and things like that. I never had that one. Wow! Yeah. Um. It also the so these, um, as well as having played The Sims a lot. So I my friend had it before we had it, but then when as soon as we got a PC, we we uh well I uh got it um as soon as I could, but they were everywhere in town. So if you went shopping. You would always see the Sims, and, yeah. and there's a shop that we used to have in Grimsby, in my in my hometown, um, that we don't have now called W H Smiths. Oh, W H Smiths. W H Smiths was primarily a stationer's, so you could go get your erasers and your pencils and all that from there. But they also sold a very small selection of games, and about fifty to sixty percent of their shelving for games was The Sims <laughs> and The Sims expansions. It was quite ridiculous to the point where actually, so another thing that they were doing, Maxis and EA, that the people that made this game, um, they were releasing every time they released an expansion, they would also do a double pack, as you've alluded ah, to, because okay. you bought one of them. So they'd bundle up the latest expansion with whatever had come previously. So you you started off in the game came out in 2000, February 2000. Uh, then in March 2001, they they released the Sims Collector's Edition, which had living it up in. <laughs> Then there was that, was that was what we had, Clets Edition. Excellent. Yeah. Then there was uh, the Sims Party Pack, and that had the house party in the base game. 
Um, then there was the Sims Triple Party Pack, which had all three of those in. Then there was the Sims Deluxe Edition, which had uh, Living Large, the core game, a Sims Creator, where you can make clothes for your Sims, um, and some extra stuff, so uh, extra items in the core game as well. That was the Deluxe Edition. Then you had Collector's Edition 2. I'm not going to tell you what is in all of these, but you had Collector's Edition 2. Then you had the Double Deluxe. Then you had the Sims Mega Deluxe. Then you had the Sims Triple Deluxe. Then it was the Complete Collection of the Sims. Then it was the Sims Complete Collection. Then it was the Sims Full House, and that was it. So over the course of over the course of the period of time that they were releasing stuff for the Sims, uh, that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven wow. different iterations of the base game, uh, with various different um, various different add-ons included, which is pretty ridiculous. I and they were all also, in the Smith at times. I imagine it's also very confusing for consumers as well to know as to what they were buying and whether they were doubling up on stuff they previously bought as well. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if that was a a, a consideration when they were doing that. Yeah, a clear intention mm-hmm. because one of the things that the Sims did was capture new audiences yeah. for gamers, because it was because of what it is the nature of the game. It's actually uh, one of the ways that people describe it is as a um, a simulation toy box, um, not so much a game, but a, a, a toy box um and another thing another way that it's um described is as a living dollhouse yeah um sort of uh thing that was exactly how um, i described it I, I thought i coined that phrase alas apparently not oh sorry so yeah there were lots of people that were playing this that wouldn't necessarily have touched a mario or a sonic in their lifetimes um and and picked it up because of what it was yeah my brother for um, example your brother is a perfect example, yeah. Just before we move, so I can sense we're moving away from the, the uh, expansion packs, etc. Just out of curiosity, uh, before we move off that, what was the lifespan of that then? What was the kind of the last release? You've said the uh, first Five game, years. Five years? It was five years. years. Wow. So Sims 2 comes out in 2004, and this one still... comes out in 2000, as I mentioned. Yeah. But they were actually still releasing collector's editions, Ooh. sorry, co- collections, but the bundles um, up until 2005. So there was actually crossover between Sims and Sims 2. Now, I did think about that and whether they were can- like doing themselves a disservice in, in cannibalizing the potential market with the Sims 2. But I would imagine, actually, that there will be a heck of a lot of people where the Sims 2 wouldn't have run on their system anyway, so they would have had to definitely they would have had to either lump it or upgrade. Whereas it, if they if they were able to get their hands on Sims, which is a five year old game, which a new system would run with ease, regardless, um, then it's quids in, isn't it? Or oh, I'd also imagine that if you've got, as we said, as you already said, this is aimed at or not necessarily aimed at, but was picked up a lot by casual gamers. Uh, that mm. term that we've used a few times it is immense pejoratively at all that people who would decide oh, i want to buy a sims game will go into a game shop or, or something and they've got a choice between the sims 2 which i guess would be at the full rrp which in those days will probably be about pc game what 40 to 50 quid or some permutation of the sims that would have been presumably five years later would have been significantly cheaper i think that would have been the thing that would have won out mm, yeah quite possibly the it's unsurprising, perhaps, uh, to find out that the game's actually it, it it became the best-selling PC game of all time. Did it? And yeah, I'm wow. I'm not surprised on two counts. Well, the first count is the legitimate one in that this this is it's phenomenal. I think, at least as far as I remember, it's very very good. 
Um, and again, we'll try and get into some of those reasons in this first half and, and even more so in the second. Uh, the second one is, though, 11, 11 different skews of the game over the course of five years. You kind of, you're definitely giving yourself a chance of becoming <laughs> the best selling game of of all time, yeah. haven't you? Um, the first, the, the best selling game prior to this was Mist. So oh, it knocked okay. Mist off the top spot. And I had a quick check and at least. According to Wikipedia, which I know isn't always the best uh, source for these sorts of things because things are in flux all the time. But according to Wikipedia, this is still in the top 10 best-selling PC games of all time. Everything above it is newer than it. What's the current biggest-selling PC game then? PUBG. Uh, okay. Yeah, 42 million. But the, the maths on that, uh, it, to mm. me, it looks a bit shady because the it, it, was, it comes the source comes is is a microsoft publication that says that 8 million people downloaded it on xbox after in a certain period of time and that there was a total of 50 million players worldwide which which they've then equated to 42 million sales on pc mm-hmm. so i'm not i'm not entirely sure that holds up at the same time it very definitely will have sold more than the sims which yeah. sold 11 million okay that's very uh, to date yeah yeah it is it's very very respectable um and might make it surprising to hear that actually this the company that made it, the company that developed it, Maxis, didn't want to make it. Will Wright went to the board of Maxis, the company he founded or co-founded, um, and told them what he wanted to do. And they told him no. And it was only because EA said, yeah, all right, then we'll back you that this actually exists, which I'm sure Maxis are probably looking back on and thinking, oh, we were a bit bit dopey there weren't we so he so we right went to i I said maxis personally uh but that's maybe just me being uh ignorant and he said i want to make yeah it could well be that i'm saying it wrong i i don't know it's always been maxis like like maxi as in as in maximum to to run with axis maxis yeah i think either one works anyway either either. we'll we'll write to him see see what they say well we'll write to him yeah yeah get it way right so he so he went to the 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 board and said i want to make a game that is as i said virtual dollhouse and they said no he actually went to yeah but for all intents and purposes yeah they said that they weren't going to give any money and actually they didn't give any money to the funding or very little money to the funding which i find really strange because it's the company that's developing this game maxis or maxis um aren't funding the game that they're making they they got the majority of the funding from ea because right. maxis didn't believe in what they were making which Surely's, is really weird to me sure as well if he's one of the as you said the co-founders yeah he could do what he wanted well that's not always the way that companies work is it mm. and certainly Sometimes. when they are public publicly owned and they have stakeholders mm. and the board is answerable to the stakeholders the board has to act, uh, act. i've got all this from succession uh, the board has to act in the best interests of the board has to act in the best interests of the stakeholders, which means that, you know, even if Will Wright is the owner of the company in name, if the board don't feel like something's legitimate and going to make them the money that they spend on it and then some, then they won't back yeah. it, will they? Oh, makes sense. Mm, yeah, but they, was, they were wrong, so as business often is. Uh, Will Wright, I've mentioned Will Wright a few times. So Will Wright is the lead designer on this, and he is obviously famous for his sim stuff so sim city was probably the big 
the big thing before The Sims, the big thing that he made before The Sims. There were lots of other Sims that he made, and they all had the Sims branding. So mm. Sim, Sim Ant, Sim uh, World, I think there was, Sim City. Um, Sim City was definitely the big one. Until The Sims came a- came around. It didn't start off as what it ended up being. This game was actually an architecture simulator. It started off as a house building simulator, basically. Right. And The Sims, The Sims actually existed, pre-existed this. They were, so the, the little AI people or the little pretend people that walked around SimCity, yeah. they were always internally referred to as, the, as Sims. The Sims in this architecture simulator that, that the game started off as, they were only going to come into people's houses and evaluate the house and then tell the player whether they'd done a good or bad job. That was their very limited role. But then the dev team, for some reason, glommed on to this idea of the Sims having their own lives. And then the ball started to roll and it snowballed into what we've got now, where they actually have semi-autonomous lives and you can kind of leave them to to live them and and yes they'll make mistakes like pissing themselves but they'll they'll for all intents and purposes go through routines and and live a, a life of sorts so the game was initially one of those is it they're called flipping it with a house is that right you buy house cheap. flipper that's it is the one that you would maybe point to now house flipper is a fairly recent game that involves doing people's houses up and then trying to make a profit by selling them again. And that's so yeah, it was kind of began. like that. Wow. K- kind of, yeah, but it was building the houses was... from the ground up like you like you do in The Sims. And interestingly, this was something I, I kind of in, in my head thought to talk about. That was the thing I enjoyed the most about this game was the house building side of it. I wasn't actually that keen on The Sims side of it. I yeah. I used the Rosebud cheat to get loads of money. And I think that was another cheat where you could unlock everything. And I just used to make houses, like mansions that had multiple stories and massive rooms. You weren't the only one. No, that's that's what I, I think we've talked about before. But isn't that how you played we it have, as well? We have, yeah. Yeah, I, did, I, I sort of went in fits and starts. I did like the challenge of trying to climb the corporate ladder. And I, I think one of the reasons... Well, I, I just like that kind of challenge. It's sort of a, um, ma- a maximisation uh, challenge isn't it trying to trying to get them to be good at everything and maintaining all of their wants and needs mm-hmm. to make sure that they go off to work happy and can get the promotion and so on um i i enjoyed that process um in the same way that i enjoy any other management simulation or management game or tycoon game or whatever um but i also then would use the cheat and build the biggest, most lavish house that I could. And yeah. there was also a way, I don't know if you remember, there was a way to make impossible houses. So houses that uh, floated in the air or um, and, and you had to use various uh, bugs in the game so oh, that right. you could put down pedestals that supported upper floors. And then you, there was a way to delete the, upper, <laughs> uh, the pedestal from underneath the thing. So if you did that for a whole upper floor, you could actually make an upper floor without a lower floor. Brilliant. No, I, I also liked I also liked to do things that were a little bit so um I've I've told you about these and you frowned at me. Um but I liked to try and sort of stress out the the game and push push it to its limits. So one of the things that you could do if you had a baby was um get social services to come around to the to take the baby away. But you had to you had to um neglect the baby and then it was found out that if you put the baby in a room without a door, the social services will come around and try and take the baby away, but they can't take the baby away. So they sort of wander around your house looking all confused and worrying <laughs> about the baby. 
but they can't get to the baby. So um, I used to like to do that. And then there was also the one, if you wanted to kill your Sem, do you know how to kill your Sem? I think I've told you how to do this. It was basically a torture chamber for my Sims from, uh, in Bree in, in spurts. I'm, I'm, intrigued, to sim? I'm intrigued to know how you found out about these things, but I also get the feeling that's a scab I don't want to particularly pick at. And The oh, internet, isn't it? It's the internet. The internet. I, I, pe- people, <laughs> yeah. People, it is the internet. I mean, the internet is worse now than it was then, and it was pretty. It was pretty bad then, wasn't it? Um, but I didn't. I didn't even. I mean, if all I was doing was putting Sims through a little bit of pretend hell, I think I got off quite lightly in the early two thousands on the internet. Myself. I guess. How do you um, how do you kill Sims then? You build yourself a, a swimming pool. You get them to go swimming, and then you take the stairs away, and then they swim themselves to death. Uh, on that note, I learned earlier that hippos, uh, when they go swimming, they close their ears and their nostrils so that water doesn't get in. Well, that's the problem with the Sims. They didn't. They can't do that. Know how to do that, no. so they would just drown. Sad. It was like putting a a mouse in cream or whatever, like like they did in the olden days. Put a mouse in cream. Yeah, you put a mouse in cream or a mouse in water, and then. <sighs> see which one no it's mouse and cream and then if they if they keep swimming they get away don't they because they turn the cream up it's it's actually an adage that i thought you'd know no that's about about hard about being a hard worker and never giving up you don't know that one you put the mouse in the cream that the mouse the mouse the mouse that keeps swimming will live because it will it will work hard and just keep swimming just keep at it and eventually the cream will turn to butter and it'll be able to escape or something because it's it can stand on top of the whipped up cream. Right. Whereas the mouse that gives up will drown in the in the loose cream. It's you don't a, know about. It's a pleasing link though into the actual gameplay of The Sims. How you had to work really hard in order to to get good. Yeah, it was capitalism the game basically. Mm. And yeah, I I appreciated that there were ways to cheat the system. It's interesting also that they didn't program in. You know, angry, red-faced people that complained about people that stole stole money or claimed cheap benefits or whatever. <laughs> I think I think we know where the Sims developers lie on the political spectrum, Absolutely. don't we? Yep. More power to them. <laughs> <laughs> the game itself, then you said it's capitalism. In the game you've got to try and get good and work your way up the of the ladder. How? What is the gameplay loop with that? Because I, as I said, I really did you didn't not really engage in, in that in that way. Is it that you, you you build a house with the simple the a simple house with the limited funds you have, and then you get a job to start making that house better, and then you make it better, and then you work your way up the ladder because you're making your sim happy, feeding your sim, etc. And then you can move into a bigger house and then get a better job, and you keep repeating that over and over. Is that correct? Yeah, basically that is right. Um, you can make a family. Did you ever do that? Did you ever make yourself in The Sims? I would assume I did, but I don't remember doing so. Because it's the, it's the obvious thing to do, isn't it? Make yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that was the, the goal, really, uh, for for the developers. They intended that people would make themselves and that they would sort of live out some level of fantasy in the game. Was it? Go on, the, you seem to... Was it that your neighbours came over? Because you built the house in the neighbourhood with five or six other houses around and the neighbours came over. Is that right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. So your neighbours, you could ring your neighbours or sometimes they'd turn up on, on a, un, right, yeah. unannounced. And you, part of the 
the progress of the game was making friends with your neighbors mm-hmm. and sometimes uh, like if you had a, a special person special someone you could also try and fall in love with people you could have sex in the game you could um, you, you could romance and then that would lead to marriage and sex and uh, babies and then they would grow up to be teenagers if they were lucky and didn't end up falling in the pool and it Quite was falling in the pool falling in the pool um so that was one route uh, that you could take sort of family life but then there was also this career track that had lots of different um career ladders that you could climb up and some of them were normalish like there's a, a lab technician one where you start off as a lab tech and then you it, they don't really make very much sense because at some point you become you go from being a lab tech to being a science teacher to being an inventor oh absolutely <laughs> and, yeah, yeah uh, it doesn't make it doesn't all make sense but that was part of the fun of it like it was it was real life but not as you would recognize it wholly it was it was a little bit fantasy mm-hmm. and it, i as i said i think that's one of the goals of the developers they were asking they were giving people the opportunity to live out a fantasy life in a in a computer game and it, I think, for the most part, they managed that. They were able to do that, capture that. Would it have been possible to have had the career aspects of the game plus the family aspects of the game? Or would it have just been too much to juggle and try no, to... No, you can do both. In you fact, could it, you have to do both. You have right. to do both because the career the career ladders have certain um, unlocks. So the uh, game, okay. your Sims, all of your Sims have needs. They also have um, character traits. So you can be, like, neat or you can be untidy or you can be kind or you can be not kind and so on and you can actually set those when you make a sim you can set those and then they they also as based on those traits um they get given their star sign as well so that's a nice little tidbit there which i want to see if that is accurate as well because i've i've got a feeling that it might not be but we'll find out okay um when you when you make yourself intriguing but they then also have uh skills that they can work on so you might you've got the mechanical skill you've got logic skills you've got creativity um you've got body and so on there's more than that but you can then you can say read books about mechanics and that will up your mechanical skill or you can go on gym equipment and that will up your body skill you can play chess and that will up your logic skill so you, when you progress through, say, the science tech, uh, the science career ladder from lab tech to science teacher to inventor, you will have to work your logic and your creativity. Um, you will probably have to do your mechanical. Um, whereas if you were doing your... So there's another one where you can be a thief. So you start off at the bottom of the ladder as a pickpocket and you work your way up through the ranks of crime, uh, the crime lords of... Uh, of of the sims um and for the most part you will have to work your body to start off with because you need to be spry so that you can outrun the police and so on um so each career track has got its needs mm-hmm. uh, sorry each career track has got the demands that it uh, that it has on that sim with regards to what they work on improving so if, you're a, so if you're a scientist, if you're going down that route, then your free time in the evenings is playing chess and reading books because that will then impact positively on your yeah. career. Yeah, I yeah remember... but on the top of that, you've got to make sure that they're not lacking in fun. So you've got to try and work in some pinball or some computer games mm. or some watching television. You've also got to make sure that they're not under-socialized. So if you, if, you send your work, if you send your sim to work every day and they haven't socialized for for days and days and days they're going to be very unhappy not going to do their job very well and sometimes even when so i i said that you could you sort of 
tell your sims what to do but i've also said that the sims do what they want sometimes and they do like if you leave them to it they'll do what they want sometimes if they're unhappy they will ignore what you tell them to do so if you tell them to go to work and they're unhappy because you haven't serviced their needs in one way or another they will not go and if they do that two days in a row they get fired and they have to start from the bottom of the career track again on top of the demands on an individual sim society has certain expectations and society in the real world and mirrored in the sims is built around extroversion and social credit so social credence and kudos and you know the more popular you are the better off you'll be in in careers and the sims says that so if you get to be a science teacher um the next step up to be an inventor might actually require not only that you work on your creativity and your logic and all of those things that can help you with your job but it might also require that you got four friends mm-hmm. so you have to you have to go out of your way to try and be friends with uh, bella and mortimer who were the uh, two of the characters that started off in the base game of the sims bella and mortimer goth if you remember i don't remember they're one, that. Of, one of the families um so yeah if you don't ring bella and mortimer and see if they want to come around and watch telly and chat and get tickled and be flirted with um then you won't you won't c- progress in your career and they speak simlish on the phone or else for each other don't they simlish they do simlish yeah I that is re- the name of the uh language well done thank you I remember reading a strategy guide for this game in PC World, just what you're talking about just now, and I remember there was a fact about how if you place balloons outside your front door, it raises your social standing and increases the chance of people dropping by to socialise with you. And I remember thinking that was so cool that just by placing that one item will then impact on the game in such a way. But obviously, that's how the game is structured, but I I never Mm. realised that. Mm. Uh, The game works that way. One of the the needs that sims have is room and what that stat represents is how at home they feel in a in a space or how comfortable they feel in a space so if you if you've got a space that's badly decorated and has a decrepit broken old sofa in it then they won't feel very good in that space and again if they move from that space to work and they've spent all evening and all night feeling uncomfortable in their own home then they won't do very well at work and so on. Um, so yeah, it was it was all built around making the spaces nice. And but the, I think one of the reasonable criticisms, and I've kind of nodded towards it. One of the reasonable criticisms of the game, and before I say it, I do understand why it is like this because it, it's an easy um, way to mark progression, and it's a we an easy way to meet out progression. But one of the criticisms of the game is that it's all based around money and mm-hmm. accruing accruing stuff. So your sense of, um, oh sorry, your sim senses sense of well being is directly proportional to how expensive the things that they've got in their house are. If you've got a shit bed that costs you six hundred simoleons, that is going to take a. It's going to take them a lot longer to feel comfortable and rested as opposed to if you spent three thousand simoleons on this four poster all singing all dancing super bed yeah um and that is the same for every single thing that you can buy bed microwave oven fridge but even bin even kitchen bin 
So it's always best to go for the more expensive things in any situation, bed, bin, and beyond. Always best to go for the expensive stuff, yeah. It's aspiration, the game. The thing that springs to mind for me is is how I felt when I played the game back in, I think it would have been 2001, maybe 2002 when I played this, is it's just all these, this plate spinning. You've got to make them socialise. You've got to make them do this in order to progress in their job, in order to get more money, in order to make the house better. That was I just found it very overwhelming when I played mm. this. Hmm. the plate spinning i don't think will be yeah i don't think you'll find it nearly as bad but at the time i can imagine actually that it was that it was quite a lot this game felt like a step forward in so many in in a number of ways um one of them was the depth of its simulation and Mm -hmm. or the seeming depth of its simulation in comparison to anything else that had happened then or before so yeah it might have seemed a bit much at the time I think when you play it tonight, you won't necessarily feel that. If you get stuck into some of that, I would recommend it, sort of trying to keep the plates Mm. going. You'll probably find that you do it quite easily. And that might be another criticism. I, I I will try and balance this up before we play, but that might be another criticism in that you can probably actually climb to the top of a career, max out the number of friends that you've got or need, and fulfill all the criteria that the game deems success probably in a few hours right so that's a criticism but having said that i know that for a fact that i might that myself hannah many many of my friends and probably yourself uh spent tens and tens if not hundreds of hours noodling around in this in this sandbox of house building and uh aspiration capitalist capitalist aspiration buying a room full of pinball machines or the best computers or whatever. So it's a criticism, but it's not necessarily the criticism that people might think it is because the game was something more than that. It was was more than the sum of its parts. Now, I've said that it was on the... Maybe I haven't said that. I said something about it being sort of forward thinking or ahead of its time or something like that. I alluded to that because it was um, and in a number of ways. So this game, in terms of user interface, the way that it's built and the ease with which the design allows you to do the things that you want to do, whether it's with the Sims or with the building. Um, That felt like nothing else I knew at the time. And actually, I felt like it set the template for a lot of games that came after. So we played the movies a few Mm -hmm. months ago, maybe a couple of years ago. I can't remember when the movies was. But we played the movies, and the movies has a similar user interface whereby you click on things and you get these bubbles pop up, and you click the bubbles from there. User interfaces before this felt very clunky. They felt very, very rooted in Windows and the Windows design. Even things like SimCity, the first SimCity, that felt very much like a part of Windows. The Sims set out its own stall. It it looked and felt like its own thing, even though it was playing on a Windows PC. And it's something that other games emulated um, and, and borrowed. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to picture how the interface works in my head while you're talking. I really can't picture it at all, it, but obviously it just we'll be playing feels, it, so. Yeah, it felt very modern at the time, and I wouldn't be surprised if it feels just as modern now. Like, it it wouldn't feel out of place if it released now. So I, I will actually be interested to see if that's the case. I just had a bit of a, a realisation while you are talking then as well, that perhaps when I last played this, I would have been 15, I think, last time I played this. Yeah, and if you were playing in 2001. Yeah, I was thinking about how I said I... I 
I didn't. I found it difficult to juggle those, not juggle the plates. You don't juggle plates to spin those plates. Thinking about happiness and friends and socialising and money, etc. When I was fifteen, I wouldn't have had any concert to those in real life because I was, you know, living with my parents. And I'm thinking now I might have more empathy with how that whole system works. It's made me feel a bit, bit maudlin for really? <laughs> yearning for a, oh, yearning for a simpler time. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, um, no. so I, I was having a moment. I've played The Sims 4 more recently than The Sims, and they, it kind of feels like they've stripped everything back, and it's a lot a lot easier, actually, to balance, to, to keep those plates, as we keep calling them, spinning, and to, to create, uh, progress up the career ladder. And I do kind of wonder whether that's in direct proportion to the state of things for young mm-hmm. people now. So the people that were playing The Sims 4 when it came out in 2014, who were entering the workplace now will have faced or will be facing even bigger challenges so maybe they need even easier fantasies if that makes sense that's very profound i approve is it yeah Mm. yeah it just uh, i i hadn't thought about that until right now it just feels like maybe a response to the shitty world that we've (laughs) moved into if he it was quite a hopeful place in 2000 (laughs) when the sims came out certainly in this country there was this idea that we were we were in a state of transformational politics and that everything was going to get better things can only get better absolutely a famous band once said well and a famous band slightly earlier whereas now uh, there's no hope is there it's nihilism all the way no right (laughs) <laughs> um, before before we before I completely turn you off, um, I want to or before we play the game, even I want to say something else. So another way that it was on the cutting edge, or maybe not the cutting edge, just certainly for me the cutting edge, um, was the way that it approached modding. And now I know what the reason I sort of backpedaled on saying cutting edge is because I know that Doom did some very interesting things when that came out, and it came out a lot a lot earlier than this because it it went open source almost straight away. Doom and people were able to download a copy and and do their own versions of it and install their own textures, and they they were doing all really interesting and creative things. The Sims had a similarly open approach to modding this uh, to modding the game, at least with The Sims Four to the point where actually Maxis or Maxis released official modding tools even before the game oh, came wow. out. So people were already building items to put into The Sims before before it was released. The, the actual putting things into the game was super easy. It was just a case of putting things into a folder in the directory that the game was in. So, so the, if you downloaded Sims, a new sofa... Sims 4. This is for The Sims, yeah. yeah. If you downloaded a sofa that someone had made off the internet you just had to put that sofa file into the uh into the directory in a certain folder i think it was user object or something like that and it would appear like any other sofa in your game yeah i uh, think usable. i downloaded stuff to, to use in my game i, I remember da- so as again as we're talking about that i remember downloading stuff but i did i did it for sim city i remember doing that very clearly for sim city 3000 mm. i thought i did for the sims but i'm not completely sure but now that you've <clears throat> now that you've explained that a bit more that makes me think i must have done yeah i think so i haven't been able to find anything about this actually which makes me think that i've um imagined it but i don't think i have i think that there was an integrated and official like marketplace everything was free on it that so i don't mean it in 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 that sense of a marketplace but there was this marketplace where you could go and upload and therefore download other people's creations so if you made something that could 
that could be uploaded and then you could download it through this marketplace mm. and it would appear immediately in your game. Now, it might be, maybe I am remembering something from The Sims 2 later on, but I seem to think that it was this one because I remember playing it and doing it at a very specific time with a friend who I wouldn't have been playing The Sims 2 with later on, 2004. So th- this was someone that I played The Sims with. I remember we were like on audio satellite downloading music, playing The Sims, downloading items for The Sims, uh, getting getting uh, PlayStation games from Blockbuster all in one evening. What, what, what a heady, heady time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It feels very distinct. Uh, I don't know that I can have made it up. So another thing that makes me think that I might be right about that is that actually this a similar thing exists now called the simsresource.com they actually have what i remember they seem they've remade it they, and you can go there and you can download tens of thousands mm-hmm. of items um for your game for the sims 1 they also have the same thing for the sims 2 3 and 4 as well so wow. um that's an unofficial resource um i'm sure that there was an official one that maxis ran but i can't find it yeah, I, again, trying to think where I would have gone to to have downloaded these things, and I really can't remember where I would have gone to. It must be it, something official, because I wouldn't have gone hunting, I don't that think. That far. Well, uh, that's the problem, because me and my friend would have gone hunting. Right. Um, but if if you're saying that you wouldn't, then it gives a little bit more credence I, to the idea that it was official. I probably wouldn't have gone past the second page of what Jeeves probably, back in 2001. Uh, I thought you'd be a Lycos man in... No. I think late, I went... Later... <laughs> I think about Alta, Alta Vista or Alta Vista and then Ask Jeeves. Oh, really? Then... Alta Vista. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. That's enough, I, w- enough. I was trying to imply that you were like behind the curve because Lycos would have been pretty much obsolete by 2001, wouldn't it? But it, yeah. it fell fell flat. So I'll probably probably take that out. <laughs> okay. um, right. Last. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned the sexy mod where you could take the pixelation off. Did I mention that before? <laughs> So, you in the Sims, it, it, in it the boggles Sims. my mind that well, it doesn't boggle my mind that people would do that, but it, it boggles my mind that people would again. It doesn't boggle my mind that people would download it because, of course, people do because people are people. But I'm people. I, I, I don't understand. Did you download it? <laughs> yeah, of course oh, we did. Dirty yeah. boy. Dirty well, boy. It, it's um, we. How old would we have been? Oh, 12, yeah. Seek, 13? Seeking out news to your review could. Yeah, exactly. Pixelated for that. Exactly, and and it was completely pointless anyway. Because uh, so, just to to be clear on what this is, um, in The Sims, when they go to the toilet, when they get showered, and when they do it uh, with one another, um, or anything else for that matter, they're always pixelated. And there was a mod that you could download, unofficial, obviously, that took away the pixelation. But when you took away the pixelation, all it all it revealed was that there w- there was nothing really there. So, like Action Man and Barbie. Action Man and Barbie, no wee, no poo-poo when they go when they go toilets. So what's Nothing. the lesson there? Well, who for? Everyone. If you're talking about uh, the devs, it's make sure that you model your wee-wee and your poo-poo because people will find out if you don't. Lazy, lazy dev. And we'll, we'll, we'll leave the lessons there. We will. That sounds good. Um, uh, the last thing then before we play, I will remind you if you need, if you if you can't remember, Control Alt C brings up the command console. I had Control and C in my head. I would have gone Control Shift C. Thank you. Yeah, Control Alt C. It brings up the console. 
uh, the command console. Rosebud is your money cheat. I would advise you at least spend a little bit of time oh, without yeah, the money her. cheat just to at, at least two figure minutes. out. I, when you told me, when you reminded me at the beginning of the episode of this of that cheat, I said to you, I got confused whether it was The Sims or SimCity because it's only a thousand simoleons, and I seem to remember that in The Sims you could get a lot more than that in the cheats. Mm-hmm. And I know why I thought that, because there is also, there's a secondary cheat that you can use, which is exclamation mark. Do you know exclamation mark? No. Does that unlock everything? No. Exclamation mark. If you just put an exclamation mark, it repeat it repeats the previous cheat that you've oh. used. Okay. So if, you use the, if you've used the money cheat, if you put an exclamation mark, it will reuse the money cheat. On top of that, if you put in more than one cheat separated by a semicolon, it will activate all of those cheats all at once. So if you do Rosebud, then open the command console again, do exclamation mark colon, copy, paste, 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 as many times as you like, you can do the Rosebud cheat as many times as you like with one action. Right. So so you were doing Rosebud, 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 Rosebud. I was doing Rosebud exclamation mark infinity you were hacking it hacking well, the hack clapoutious what bless you there we go so you said that you came to it a little bit later so if you had version one which we did if you had the ver- the unpatched version of the sims uh you wouldn't have actually used the cheat rosebud because rosebud oh. only came in with a patch and prior to the patch you would have written clapoutious or that's how i say it it's k-l-a-p-a-u-c-i-u-s sounds like a some kind of latin name yeah clapoutious i'm assuming that they changed it because it was difficult but uh, and and i had i had forgotten that word until i started doing the research for this because it went away with 1.1 onwards so first patch first patch did away with it it turned into rosebud and it's been rosebud in every game ever since so is that a word that means something? Is it something made up? I should have checked. I didn't. I also love the fact that they're making the cheat better for people so that it, it holds the hand of the Works more, better. Rather than, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easy to remember. Mm. But not as idiosyncratic. I like idiosyncrasy. Mm. And yeah. I think Clapoutius is definitely more more idiosyncratic. But there we go. So that that is uh, The Sims, or my take on The Sims, number one. Great. And now we're going to go play it and find out if it's as good as I remember it being. Yeah, we are. I bet it is. The Sims, a game that started with me getting a job as a lab assistant and finishing with me repeatedly burning down the house. What a ride. That does sound like a ride. What, with a Bunsen burner? No, sadly not. No. I've just just accidentally restarted the game up, so I've got the music going in my ears now. (laughs) Oops. So that's that's clever. No, all I was doing was trying to make food and time after time burning the house down. Very frustrating. It's it's very easy to to set a fire in this game and i there was a story that i read i didn't know whether it was apocryphal or not but there was a story that i read that will Wright um conceived the idea for this game when he lived in a certain place that had suffered while he was living there 
wildfires of some kind that were really quite horrendous and that fed into the sims through the fact that it's quite easy to start fires and that it's quite hard to put them out yeah that's interesting hmm it they can overwhelm you quite easily in the sims the fires if you don't immediately start tackling them. Because mm. the, the sim goes into automatic automatic panic mode and they stand there watching the fire and, and like jumping up and down and looking scared. And if you don't cancel that out and immediately start tackling the fire, then it'll overwhelm you um, even if you've got fire alarms. So if you've got fire alarms, the fire station will send somebody to try and help you. And if that happens, you've got a better chance of putting it out. If you don't have fire alarms set, in, uh, set up, that the house is probably going to burn down with you in it. Hooray! I know. I mean, it is hooray. The game's the game's really good. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we started on a bit of a negative. It is. The game is fantastic. We've played it for quite a while uh, during the record of this episode, and I could quite happily have played it for a while longer. It, it's a game I can see you starting a game of it at, I don't know, 7 o'clock of an evening, and then suddenly it's 2 o'clock, and the 7 hours have just flown by. I'd say the same, except I'd say seven in the morning and <laughs> and then seven in the morning again, like 24 hour. It's just so easy to get swallowed up in it. Even in the base game that we were playing, there aren't that many options in terms of decor. Certainly if you compare it to what you'd have if you had even a couple of the expansions. Cause I'm fairly sure that there were actually, contrary to what you said in the first half, I'm fairly sure that there was quite a lot to well relatively speaking quite a lot to living it up and the second one which i can't remember the name of again but never mind um they added quite a lot of decor and objects to buy so sofas and stuff like that but also wallpapers and flooring if you had those two expansions you had quite a lot more options and you could make your houses look that little bit more you that was one thing that i was quite surprised with this is that there seemed to be quite a restriction on the amount of stuff that was there. It, it, the essentials, really. So, like lamps, for example, there weren't a great deal of lamps, things like that. But then we had a conversation about that, and I said that maybe it would be quite easy for a few expansion packs later uh, to suddenly have a plethora of lamps and wallpaper, etc. And then suddenly for there to be too many, which I actually encountered with actually, if you're playing this sort of game, you probably don't want there to be too many because you do want there to be a, a wide range of you to choose from. So you probably do want there to be too many. You want there to be, you want it to be like going to IKEA, really opening <laughs> yeah. up the, opening up the uh, little tab at the bottom to buy stuff. You want it to be absolutely chock full of different options and different styles so that you can choose what you want. But it feels. And I, this... I've said that actually. There was an IKEA pack. I don't know if you know that. What's that? I can't remember which one it was for. Whether it was for this one or Sims Two. Right. But there was an IKEA, an IKEA like uh, tie-in pack where you could get ikea furniture in the game savvy ikea they, they did uh, mm. a couple of years ago did a collaboration with lego as well they got always got oh, that, one thing yeah, on the pulse that makes sense yeah there weren't that many options in the base game but the other thing to remind ourselves of is that they are they they released their modding tools before the game came out so that what that true marketplace thing that i was talking about that i must have existed must have existed um that will surely have been very well stocked as well. So you could have gone from having what was a handful of lamps or tables or beds to having quite a lot in in a very short space of time before the game even came out um, and and certainly afterwards. All I remember is choices in this game Mm. in terms of... Like, it, it was... I don't remember ever having not enough stuff 
to choose from. So it must have happened. It yeah. must have happened. Linking on from the stuff aspect of it, that when you start the game presented with the neighbourhood, and once you've created your family, you can then choose which house to move into. And I quite liked how some houses you couldn't buy because you only had a certain amount of money at the start of the game, but then some houses the ones you could afford to buy. You were then told straight away, well, if you move into this one, you'll only have, let's say, 5,400 simoleons mm. uh, to spend on furniture so then it becomes that balancing act as to oh okay i could buy the nice house but then have absolutely nothing to spend on furniture or i could buy a smaller house have lots to spend on furniture or more to spend on furniture perhaps and i liked that aspect even from the start of the game it made it front and center what the whole game cycle is about yeah and it's sort of the needs of the sims that you're moving in if you had a bachelor then maybe you could move into a small place that has a single room and live in a live in sort of a studio lifestyle, um, where everything's all all on top of each other, and make do until you've got a bit of money to to add. But if you've got a family, um, maybe that doesn't work out so well. So what I did was I I bought a house that was relatively modest. Um, had to use the cheat to get some extra money. Uh, and then that was where I spent a great deal of time was just prattling about making my house look nice. And that was the, the real nostalgia rush, rush for me was just doing that, adding rooms on and decorating the rooms and changing the floor and changing the wallpaper, adding in furniture. It was it was brilliant. That was the bit I had the most fun with. Well, in your defense, um, you can just find a thousand pounds here, there and everywhere in real life, can't you? So if you are struggling, you can just like, I don't know, take it out of someone's bank or their pocket or Where's their till. If you're a thief like Hannah was in your version of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, she didn't magic money up in out of the air. She took it out of the actual economy of the game. So <laughs> who's the real thief? Absolutely. Who's the real thief? Kind of linked to that then, the actual how I was enjoying the game, the creative side of it. The, the hood you mentioned in the first half, it really was so polished and so well done. It was so unintrusive and only the essential information was presented to you but but presented in a way that was um that's really effective i suppose intuitive yeah it was intuitive intuitive, intuitive the end mm. did you say intuitive before i think oh, sorry. i think i did but it's fine yeah um yes and you had options to go deeper as well so it was all it was all, all very stripped back and at the same time obvious what was up what your options were but if you wanted to know a little bit more about that chair or that chest ta- uh, chest set or whatever you if you clicked on it again it would um give you quite quite a sturdy little um sales pitch uh for each for each of the items uh, equally so with the tools the building tools if you wanted to know what something did well you can click it a second time and it will give you the tooltip for that item there was also like hidden options in terms of sorting modes for the buy tab wherein you start off with a default sort and it's uh, i think something like surfaces decorating yeah things like that and then if you click the same button again it will sort it into rooms much like ikea's website um oh did i forget to say that the web the the podcast is sponsored by ikea this uh, week this week um ikea for all your housing needs and delicious meatballs housing needs or home needs i don't know which one hey and delicious meatballs shit balls oh come on i've i've had them once and they were rubbish lingonberry jam on top mm. lovely cranberry cranberry jam in it posh lingonberry oh posh, sorry lingonberry is posh cranberry is it a posh cranberry or is it just a cranberry alternative i guess 
they give me ling lingonberry juice and it tastes like cranberry juice so i'm pretty sure it's just a different name for a cranberry keeps regular though does it great yeah. they don't have cranberries in the game unless maybe you get them with the ikea pack i don't know they're probably called simberries anyway wouldn't they quite probably yeah did you have any struggles i found it initially very difficult to maneuver around i was using my mouse wheel to scroll in and out and that didn't work you had to go down to the bottom corner and, and click on the button to zoom in and out and i initially mm. found it a bit difficult to uh, move the camera around but actually again once i got used to it it was very easy you just use the arrow keys and if you moved the uh, pointer over towards the top side of the screen for example it would start moving towards that and then i also found yeah. out wherever you move the cursor to and right clicked it would automatically center on that part of the screen once i found those shortcuts it was a lot easier to get around and i actually self-consciously noticed myself only about 15 minutes in that i was suddenly bezzing around here then everywhere without a second thought because i just got used to it it just felt coming into a man sim game in 2022 from a game from 20 years ago that there's been some small refinements to how those games are presented in those intervening years that the sims didn't have for obvious reasons but no that's fine because it was it was in that transitional absolute period that tr transitional moment it was actually leading the way and that's what i was trying to get at in that first half when i said that it was on the on the cusp of the wave on the on the crest of the wave because its ui is very intuitive and even those things that you as you said as you rightly pointed out actually that they're they're um they're not as intuitive as they could be movement wise even those they've sort of found some ways to overcome and i'd say that there may be the things that yeah they didn't quite get right at the mo at the time but everything else about it feels like it's paving the way for what comes after and now actually a lot of what the sims did has become for the most part from for management sims especially has become the standard almost for how to do it one one thing they did miss, though, was the fact that the game is consistently written in Comic Sans, everything in Comic Sans. If you pause the game, the word paused appears at the top of the screen in giant red Comic Sans. I found that really off-putting. Yeah, is this because of the general distaste for Comic Sans that the world seems to have taken up wholesale? I mean, personally, I don't mind it as a font. It's fine. It, it does the job. It, it, and I think, actually, it's, uh, its use in this game is fine because it, it's quite cute and cuddly and bright etc but well, i that, yeah exactly but i felt for it to be used in a game for everything i felt it a little bit off-putting mm, okay that i think i thought that the the bee that everyone had in their bonnet at first was that comic sans that was created to be this informal um font for people to have fun mm. with or to or to write informally with yeah um was then used for things that were formal affairs so you'd have schools using it for their uh for their letters to parents or uh i don't know judicial systems writing to their jurors <laughs> and solicitors with comic sans so I, I don't know exactly what they were doing but I but there was this complete brilliant yeah in, in a way um or, or or writing to the defendant you've been sentenced to life but in comic sans so a jovial fine. tone Exactly. Yeah, I think that it started off that way and then there was just this consensus formed that Comic Sans was some kind of evil font. <laughs> uh, genuinely, yeah. it, it was like reviled for for seemingly no reason. I don't really understand it myself. Um, and, and I do think that this is the right place for it to turn up. Equally, the fact that it was Comic Sans and Comic Sans around 2000 would have been so ubiquitous. Mm. It kind of 
it kind of gives this impression of laziness or budget consciousness because it's why did they why didn't they just commission a new font you know like other games might have or why didn't they design something a little bit more individual yeah I think, and unique i think you're right it, it felt jarring and i can't really put my finger mm. on why it felt jarring i i think as i think i said it felt that whole idea of it being quite welcoming because it is as a font it's quite gentle and that fits in with the ambiance of this game completely but i just it just didn't sit quite right with me for a reason i can't quite grasp yeah we do have standardized font use across certain mediums like the internet tends to use similar fonts you don't you don't tend to find individual fonts on different websites Mm. it's all it's all sort of in one certain font family or another so on twitter when people use different fonts for different things it really sticks out doesn't it because of that i didn't know they did yeah yeah how do they do that i I, I have absolutely no idea absolutely no idea oh Okay, didn't even know that you did. The the internet tends to stick fairly sturdily to the certain a certain small group of fonts, certain selection of fonts that they've decided that are the staples. Um, games, I think, because they're an entertainment, uh, more of an entertainment medium, and and possibly because there's also a lot more money going into the production side of things uh, and the design side of things. Maybe um, we expect them to be a little bit more adventurous and mm. and to have things that are a bit more bespoke perhaps but um may, maybe that's why maybe that's why comic sans jar so or maybe, maybe it's because you've not seen it for so long possibly yeah and it's just a reminder of that general air of distaste that everyone has for comic sans now do you want a quick joke about Comic Sans before we move off this topic? Oh, yeah. Uh, Comic Sans and Times New Roman walk into a bar and the barman says, get out, we don't serve your type in here. Yay. <laughs> uh, there we go. That See, was, that's, that's funny because there's a serif and a sans serif as well. Mm. So they're actually different types of type. Do you know what sans and sans serifs means? With and without serif. Which are? Se- it's serif and sans serif. It's the little. It's the little... Uh, dangly bits little, off, little off the bits. edges of yeah i thought do you have a technical term or is you just going to say twiddly bits like yeah twiddly like bits. i did yeah yeah no, cool well, were you just were you just trying to uh were you just trying to lord it over me with your knowledge of serif and sans serif it's one of those random facts that, that i've got stored in my memory that I, you know, it's just not when, that random when, when suitable occasions arise it's nice to drop them out ah I can guarantee there's going to be someone listening that's going to go, well, blow me when I say that. Righty ho. Okay, fine. I, I don't. I think you may be over-egging the uh, <laughs> the fact pudding, the, the amazingness of that fact. Yeah. Um, you mentioned in the first half about star signs. I created a character and gave myself the different points, so neatness, playfulness, etc. However, I correspond to it, and I ended up having the same same star sign as I actually do IRL, which was pretty cool. So I actually made you. And I tried, within the bounds of the game, I tried to stick to a sort of a caricature of you. He wrote me you, f- can't, you can't really do... And you wrote a very unflattering bio, bio of me as well. Did I? Well... Unflattering? I was. I did my very best. You said that I spent my childhood capture you. looking around, pouring at socks or something. No. Pouring at... Pla- ferreting at... Ferreting at plastic bits. Right. Of bits of plastic and smelling old socks. That was it. Ferreting. What a word. Sniffing old socks. I thought it was good. Yeah, it I was. Thought I 
captured your essence. But what what uh, what star sign did that facsimile? Well, that's what I was going to ask. I, I tried to make up a caricature of you, and I didn't. I don't know if it captured you, but I I sort of made you quite neat. I made you organised. Um, I made you reasonably playful. Um, not very reasonably. kind. Yeah, that's me completely. Yeah. Uh, I just wondered if it had actually brought you, uh, given you the correct star sign or not, but I don't know if you looked. It didn't, when I loaded up in my version of the game, it didn't actually show the star sign, bizarrely. So, uh, that backfired. What a waste of my time. But in your version, well, you playing the game at yours, I was part of your neighbourhood, and what was it I kept doing? Was it coming around and I tried to have a bath with you or something, or I made that up? No, I threatened to try and have a bath with you. That was it. And you said, you said, please do. And did you? It wouldn't let me. Oh, great. I said that I was going to tickle you. I said, no, oh, I yeah. asked you, I said, what would you do if I tickled you? And you said in real life. And I said, yes. I can't remember what you said. Something what would you do? I'd be very. Because un- I did in the game. I'd be very unhappy. I tickled you and then I complimented you. Okay, so take the rough with the smooth. The compliment is the rough? Uh, no, that'd be the smooth after the rough tickling. Oh. Okay. And then in Fair. my in my uh, playthrough, I had the goth neighbours came round and I couldn't get rid of them. I had to tell one of them to go away. And then the other one came into my house and was cooking food for herself and sat on my sofa watching TV. It was all very strange. You can just ask them to leave. Well, I, I quite liked it in a way, to be honest. Mortimer kept turning up to my house. I'd ring him, say, do you want to come round? He'd be like, sure, yeah, please. Can I bring somebody? And I'd say yes. He'd turn up. He'd have his daughter with him, who's a a young'un. And I'd talk to him for about five minutes, and then he'd go, I've come to pick my daughter up because it's way past her bedtime, and then sod off. (laughs) I don't know. I think he was probably bringing his daughter, so he had an excuse to leave. Yes, trample the fast one. Yeah, I didn't appreciate it, really. I think they seem quite rude across my experience and yours. Yeah, yeah, Mortimer was the one that was a bit more aloof with me. I gave him a compliment, and he didn't like that. Impacted not, negatively not on the relationship. Not a massive fan of the Goths. No. The Goths family. The Goths, as a genre of human being, I quite quite like. They're all right. What Generally about, nice people, aren't they? the Visigoths? I don't really know too much about the Visigoths in terms of personality or character traits. No. Can anyway, you enlighten me. I think it's becoming fairly clear that we both are fans of this game. Um, so as we as we wrap up, then we usually kind of talk about what happened afterwards. You've mentioned obviously there were sequels, Sims Four in twenty fourteen. Anything else to say about the Sims sequels? Mm, yeah, I mean Maxie's. Uh, kind of did have a little go uh, along with Will Wright had a little go at branching out from the Sims because they they started making it in 2000 um Sims 2 came out in 2004 and then between that and Sims 3 they released Spore do you remember Spore no not at all ah uh, well Spore I was very excited about Spore because it was from the makers of the Sims but not The Sims. It was a game about evolution. So you started off as a single-celled amoeba, and then Brilliant. you uh, became a spacefaring nation that was trying to uh, reach to the stars and beyond. And, and the aim of the game was to try and find out what was at the centre of the galaxy. Wow, that sounds epic and in every sense of the word. 
Yes, it does. Uh, unfortunately, like so many oh. games with such scope, it fell a little bit flat. Um, one of the reasons it fell a bit flat was because they tried to... It was one of the first games to try and uh, try and pull the always online trick. Oh. Um, and it also had DRM that only allowed you to install it a certain number of times. Um, so you had a disc, and if you... Every time it was installed, it would register something on the server that this disk with this uh, this code, uh, activation code, had been used this many times. And you had, I mean, the number of installs was ridiculous. It was five. Wow. You had five installs of the game. It really uh, soured people against, against Spore and uh, all the goodwill that they'd built up uh, making nice games like The Sims, uh, they burnt on that decision and they stuck with it they just in, they upped the number of say uh, the number of installs and then created a hotline where you could ring in if you ran out of installs and get more but the whole onerousness of it meant that it was pirated a great deal yeah and um it was the thing is as is always the case as is always the case only affects legitimate buyers drm only affects people who buy the game legitimately because pirates will just find a way to yeah. circum circumvent the the system and they did they found a way very quickly to circumvent that system so drm has to be if they're going to if you're going to implement it you have to do it in a conscious a way that's conscious of your users because it's not going to it's not going to stop pirates that's the truth um so that was spore that was somewhere around 2008, I think it was, because I was at university at the time. Um, then 2011, there was The Sims Medieval, which I've never played. I only found out about it from this, so, some kind of medieval version of The Sims. A spin-off heard of it. or an expansion? Yeah, five. some kind of spin-off. No, I've never heard of that either. Yeah, me neither. And then 2014 was Sims 4, uh, and Maxis have been working on that pretty much solidly ever since. There has been a little bit of... Uh, chatter this last month only these last few weeks from a head honcho at maxi's um of of a sequel to it so the sims 5 may be inbound in the next year or two okay or more interestingly maybe um because as i've said to you the sims 4 feels even easier than than the original it just feels like everything's been either been refined to such a point that it's it's too streamlined too smooth too easy or um or they've made things easier to compensate for the hell hole that is the world uh especially the world of work for for young people Either um, one or the other yeah so bearing that in mind there is actually uh, an indie outfit making a game called para lives so para lives mm -hmm. and that is a spiritual or well it's a homage they say to uh to the sims in the same way that um, Two Point Hospital was an homage to Theme Hospital, I guess. Yeah, a bit, but it's a little bit more. This is this takes a a far more rigorously realistic tack. Um, or, uh, like the take on, on the genre is is far more grounded in reality. There's no aliens. There's no Grim Reaper. What you do have is these um fairly uh in depth tools that allow you to 
manipulate the items that you get so if you're building a, a kitchen you can actually spec it out to it to the exact centimeter that you want wow. that particular cupboard to be and i've seen it in action a couple of years ago on some kind of i think it was a steam festival of some kind they were showing it off on there and it it really does look good it looks like the tools are quite uh well quite the tools look like they will make they will let you do pretty much anything that you want like i i was watching them build like a a dais where they were going to put a bed so a raised platform where they were going to put a bed and they were building tiny like small steps up to the dais so so you could do i mean the idea that you could do that in the sims is for the wind like it was never it's never happened that that kind that level of customizability uh has never been in there and and so i can imagine that what you what you're going to be able to do with paralyzed tools is going to be really interesting but that's not currently available to that quite a lot no no it's it's i think it's slated for release this year but i think it was also slated at one point for release last year so it's just going to be a case of wait and see i i've got it on my wish list on steam so that i know when it comes out because i'm very interested Hmm. good shouts yeah brilliant well thank you for that ashley uh another well another great pc game i was playing matt's pen last week uh next week is going to be another pc game will it be three hits in a row you'll have to tune another in PC and find game? out another pc game i didn't even know there were three pc games <laughs> there i was in all three of them and then that's oh, i did it. really won't do pc yeah. games ever again uh thank you yeah. for listening if you've enjoyed listening to us remember to check out our other episodes uh we're rapidly reaching episode 110 so there's plenty to go back to and listen to and remember to uh, join us on all the social medias and like share subscribe rate and review yes please thank you for joining us see you later bye Ta-ta.